0: Do you ever feel like you work really, really hard in your marriage over and over and over again? You just work hard and then it yields nothing? Stay tuned today as we talk about how to move past that
1: tough spot. Hey, I'm Rusty.
0: And I'm Heather.
1: And we're the Bryants, and this is the Redeemed Marriage Podcast.
0: We are here to encourage healthy marriages, strengthen wounded marriages. begin the process of restoration to broken marriages.
1: We aren't licensed counselors, but we are a redeemed couple that loves the Lord and wants to help you journey through this messy, challenging, and fun part of life called marriage. Hello, hello, welcome back to another episode of the Redeemed Marriage Podcast. Rusty and Heather Bryant here with you and uh, looking forward to our discussion today. It's a great topic um, that uh, Heather's already introduced and just how, man, sometimes we just work hard at our marriage and we just sort of forget this one key component of making your marriage actually work and get to a healthy place and improve and all those kind of things. So, um, why don't you get us rolling over there?
0: Yeah, so, um, a couple of weeks ago, um, I was reading in Luke 5, um, my cousin and I are going through the New Testament together, and she just really challenged me in, um, in Luke 5, in reading about Jesus calling his, um, first disciples, and I want to read starting in verse 1, um, and I'm going to read through verse seven. All right. Um, one day as Jesus was standing by the lake of, you would have thought I could have pronounced this by now, but I still can't get a <laughs> I'm sure somebody will correct me on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. He's standing by a lake and the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge, two boats left there by the fishermen who were, wa- who were washing their nets. So they were done. He got into one of the boats, and the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. While he had, When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they, when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners to, in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. So I was reading this and I've heard the story a long time and I, a lot of times. And I think that one danger in that is that we are so familiar with the story that we're like, yeah, 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 I've heard that before. Mm. But something um, really stuck out to me. And in some translations, um, when Simon says, um, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. It actually uses the words toiled. Master, we've toiled all night and haven't caught anything. So working hard, toiling. And I started, um, I noticed that they did that without Jesus. They worked hard all night trying to catch fish without Jesus, but then Jesus steps into their boat and says, let's go out in deep water. And I want you to throw your nets again. And when they pulled in their nets that time, they were full, so full that the boats began to sink. And I just think that we it's such a perfect picture of what we do oftentimes in our marriages. We are working hard, we work all night, we toil and we toil and 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 nothing seems to be getting better. Um, nothing seems to be going our way. Um, it's like I'm the only one working. And then we miss an important, step in the process. And that step being in this story that Jesus got into their boat. He didn't yell at them from the seashore, from the seashore, from the shore and say, go out into deep waters. He didn't direct them from afar. He got into the boat with them and said, let's go out to deep water and I want you to throw your nets again. And I think that's just such a beautiful invitation to us to invite Jesus into our marriage, to not just cry out for help or not just um, do the work ourselves, which I think we all have a tendency to do. Oh, if, if he would just do this, our marriage would be better. Or if I could just get this through his head, or if I could just get her to do this, um, then things would be better. But I think oftentimes we're missing the most important part, which is to invite Jesus into our boat, to invite him into our mess, to invite him into our marriage and follow his adre- His directions from right there sitting with us.
1: Yeah, you know, last week when you mentioned this topic of something that was on your heart, um, I started thinking about it just during the week. So we really had all week to sort of process and just think through, uh, some of the things that we wanted to share. And of course, as God often does, um, I'm in the middle of reading uh, Levi and Jenny Lusco's book, um, a mar- their new marriage devotional, which just came out not too long ago. And I was reading, and of course, just the exact same thing that you're talking about it was about inviting Jesus into your marriage. And the story that they tell um, is the uh, when Jesus went to the wedding, and they ran out of they ran out of wine, and Jesus's mom actually asked him mm-hmm. to uh, to get some wine, like fix the problem, mm-hmm. basically. And this in one of the most elaborate uh, miracles, he changed the water into wine. But the cool thing that they pointed out, they said, you know, a lot of you reading this might be thinking, what was Jesus doing at a wedding anyway? Like, didn't he have the world to save and people to heal and the devil to defeat? Um, But the scripture actually says Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And that's the answer. Like, they were at the wedding because they were invited there. And Jesus is not going to crash a party. He's not yeah. going to, you know, he's not coming somewhere where he's not invited. And so that was like you said, the invitation to invite Jesus into your marriage. And so I just thought that was a great compliment to what you um were already feeling and thinking about and then God just sort of um reiterated that to me when he said, you know, we need to invite Jesus into our marriage. The thing that I was thinking about when you were just kind of starting things off and and reading the scripture, and um, I started thinking about like I think we can all agree that marriage is really, really important to God. Like really important to God. And you know but somehow we forget the step of inviting Jesus into our marriage. And especially even when we get into these hard times and these difficult times, and just like you said, we work so hard at it, and we try all these different things, and we may read all these books, we may go to counseling, you know, all this stuff that we may try to do to work at it. But the one person, I mean, Jesus, like he wants our marriages to succeed and to thrive and to be healthy and to grow and all those things and he's the one that can help with it and we leave him out so many times yeah
0: yeah and you know he in getting in our boat he's giving us direction and we can hear his voice um so much clearer than if we were trying to do things with him being afar. And I think about I I don't know if it's just right there next where he calms the storm and and I love how in that story of him calming the storm, he didn't scream. He didn't, you know, it was just a whisper of be still. And and but we can't hear his voice if he's not close. And so inviting him in to where he can direct us and guide us and, and, you know, the Holy spirit is there to nudge us and, and, and get us um, obeying what he has for us in our marriage. And so I just, I just think that that it's a really, really sweet picture of inviting Jesus into our marriage and what that might look like in marriages. So as we so I know we had kind of talked about having you know talking through some ways that we can be intentional and purposeful and in inviting him in to our marriage and to our um, into our boats.
1: Yeah um, I feel like there's people out there that will listen to this and you know we get this all the time and we feel it. Like, but I feel like that somebody out there listening is, I want Jesus in our marriage and I allow him into our marriage, but my spouse won't, Yeah, you know, or, or it's okay. Yeah. 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 I got to invite Jesus into our marriage because he got to fix him Mm -hmm. or he's got to fix her. Like, you know, it's, it's all, um, and, and look, I am like, I know, I know that there are people out there that there is nothing you want more than Jesus to heal your marriage, mm-hmm. and your spouse wants doesn't ha- want to or have
0: to eat. heal your spouse,
1: right? And your right? spouse wants yeah. nothing to do but with that's it. Right. That's we right. have we have spoken to couples this week that that that, that that's their story, mm-hmm. and so you know what do you say to those people? I mean, like like we we know like that's but that's the that's the thing is your job is to you allow Jesus into your boat, into your marriage. You invite him in, and that's that's your role, is inviting him. You can't fix your spouse. You can't fix your marriage alone.
0: You can't make your spouse invite Jesus into his boat. <laughs> that's right. I mean, you can't make him do that. So you can only do you. Yeah, You can only... Invite him into. Your, you can invite him into your marriage, even if your spouse wants nothing to mm-hmm. do with it. Um, and you can invite him into your your boat of living your life and doing your life, um, doing that well.
1: And and like I said, Jesus wants nothing more than to heal your spouse, heal you, heal your marriage. But we also have a choice, and humans are sinners and your spouse may reject and reject and reject mm-hmm. everything that Jesus is trying to do in your marriage. And that's not on you. Yep. And if you are doing what you're supposed to do and you're allowing Christ to I I mean a beautiful picture of that was, you know, we 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 talked to our small group tonight about this very topic. And the and we asked them. We said, "What do you do to allow Christ into your marriage? What do you do to invite Jesus in um, to be a part of your spiritual life, your cup as a couple individually?" And the very first one was, "Well, I I know that it's my responsibility to take care of my heart, and then the overflow of my heart it bleeds into our marriage and the spiritual life of." Right of our marriage. And so like, that's like, that's your job. Like that's all you can do. Now there's also, there's also couples out there that are like, we're great. Like we both want Jesus a part of our marriage. We're both doing well individually. So how do we put that together and make that become a part of our marriage? Mm -hmm. Like how do we, what tangibly, what are the things that we need to do? Right. So I know you write things down when our when our small group was chatting it, <laughs> chatting well, it up to us.
0: Well, we had a whole discussion about um, individual learning versus learning something together. And I don't think that there's, there's a right or wrong answer. I think that um, depending on what season of life you're in, depending on what your personality is, what your... Um, Study habits are Mm -hmm. whether you get up early in the morning or you do yours late at night. There's a lot of times that doing something together as a couple is not um, the best thing to do right then. That doesn't mean that that's forever. And so, we talked a lot about doing something individually versus doing something together. So, if you're doing something individually in your relationship with the Lord, one of the things that they that we talked about so much is that even if you're doing individual learning, you can discuss what you're learning with your spouse. Like this is what God's teaching me Mm -hmm. and this is what I learned. And listen to this, what I learned today, or what do you think this means? Um, And then what's really cool, like with us that happened last week, something that God was teaching me, he was teaching you the exact same thing through something completely different. Mm -hmm. And that's really fun when you, when you, you know, come together and, and realize that God is working in your marriage and in your thought process. um, The same thing. Um, But, but with that being said, you have to have purposeful Mm -hmm. check-ins to discuss what you're learning and how your heart is and what God's doing in your life. And, and, you know, how you feel him moving um, in your marriage and in your family. It can't just be you do your thing, I'll do mine, and then we never talk about mm-hmm.
1: it. Well, the, you can, y- there's all kinds of books and teachers and preachers that can, you know, say do A, B, C, and D, and this will help you and your spouse grow together spiritually. It'll help your, you know, the invitation to Jesus into your marriage. And Look, we just want to be real and honest and say, i mean there's a there's a lot of things that you can try, yeah, there's definitely things that can try and sort of and jump they start. May work for you, Oh, hundred percent and they and, and they just may just do what and they and you. they may just jump start you mm-hmm. know something else, but there's no um i mean there is there is nothing that nothing that says do this, 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 and this, and That's your marriage right. is gonna be successful, yeah. and wonderful and healthy and you know, Jesus is just going to bless. Like, there's nothing that says that. There, There's the Word of God that gives us instruction. But if we wanted to just, you know, we can, we can share all kinds of different ideas and things to do. And at the end of the day, you have to, because of your personality, like Heather said, your personality, your learning styles, the things that, that you enjoy doing, the things that draw you closer to God— then you have to figure out, well, how do I incorporate that into my marriage? And so there's some of you out there that right now, you're you're both like, all right, I am not good at this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not good at drawing close to Jesus myself, much less drawing close to Jesus as a couple mm-hmm. or with my spouse collectively. And so for you, like, it might be that you just admit that to your spouse, that you're like, you know— I'm not good at this, and we're not good at this. Bless you. <laughs> I just sneeze, man, and I felt it coming for a long time, and I was like, "I'm i a, I'm a, I'm gonna beat this,"
0: and <laughs> you, then I didn't. And you lost. Oh my
1: goodness. No, <laughs> oh, so excuse me, um, but you, you can like, like some of the beauty of walking through life together as a married couple is. You you need to be at a point where you can admit your shortcomings. You can admit your faults, the things that you're not good at. And if this is one of those things, we're not good at this. Well, okay, my suggestion is let's jumpstart this thing together and find you a book. The book that I'm currently reading by Levi and Jenny Lusko, it's just a marriage devotional book. Brand new. You can, you can buy it online. Like something like that. What's it this-
0: called? Marriage devotional?
1: I think it's called marriage devotional. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. Um, it was sitting right over here, but I don't That's see okay. it right yeah. now. You can maybe see it from where you're sitting, but I can't see it. You anyway, um, but if you if you'll like uh, that book, it it's 52 short devotions. They're like two three pages, and they have questions that you can ask at the end that you can um you know there's notes that you can take but there's discussion starters i mean it is like all right we're not good at this so but this will help this will help and 52 of them you can do one a week mm-hmm. there's 52 weeks in mm-hmm. a year there you go big
0: <laughs> you think they did that on purpose i don't
1: know they're <laughs> smart people um but it's great because if you're just not good at this kind of thing then something can jump start you so so choose something like that. Admit to your spouse and just say, hey, look, I'm not good at this. I need your help to to make sure that I'm inviting Jesus into my life, inviting Jesus into our marriage. So let's try this. And try it. Try and, it for a season. And
0: if you have that spouse that doesn't do anything, that's okay. This would be a good um, tool for you to go to him and say, hey, I was thinking that we might want to try this together. Mm-hmm. Um, without... You know, you never do anything. So why don't you do, you look, know?
1: And look, here's the thing if it's a, if, if, if you are a, a female, you're the wife, you're listening to this, and you're like, I got to find something that my husband, tell him there's chapters in here on sex.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Who doesn't want to read that, that, know that that's going to help in that area and of Levi their marriage?
0: And go. is cool.
1: Yeah. They're, they're right. awesome. Yeah. So, so that's just one example because there are couples out there that are like, I have no idea what to do that's that is simple mm-hmm. I, I say it's simple it, it's hard to take the first step but don't do it in a way that you're nagging your spouse don't be like we don't ever do anything together we got to do this bible study together no it's hey look i need your help i need your accountability in this i think this is a great way for us to walk and journey through this together that's a great way there's so many of you that come to us and say My husband or my wife—they won't pray with me. They, you know, they won't say. You know, we don't ever pray together. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are probably way better at this than us. Mm -hmm. That they pray together before they walk out the door in the morning. They pray together before they go to bed at night. Those people are incredible. Mm -hmm. And and I mean, we always say, tell the truth, and we're just very honest. We don't do that we instead as much as we should as much as we should we pray together <laughs> yeah. but when we pray together it's because there's something on our heart that we know we need to collectively join together in prayer mm-hmm. now i know that heather's praying um on her own mm-hmm. and she's inviting jesus into our marriage on her own i'm doing the same thing and then but our lives just we just connect god with everything that we do in our life right. it's constantly in our discussions and, you know, our decision-making, and so it's not a check-a-box thing mm-hmm. for for us. Um, for some of you, like, that's the jump start. Like, figure out how, okay, well, in order to check this box and to get us started learning how to pray together, we're just going to make sure we say the blessing at every single meal when we sit down, and when your spouse does that, if your spouse is not really the spiritual leader or helping push things along, like praise that, like thank you for doing that. That makes me feel so great and so special when you take the time to pray over us and pray for our family, even if it's just at the meal, and see where that leads. But I think then it all comes down to as you're growing spiritually, it will overflow. And as it overflows, if you're both growing, it's going to overflow into all all the different areas of of your life, and then the the spiritual component just becomes just becomes a connection, and everything is connected. And like there's, I mean, there's a spiritual component to physical intimacy too. There's a spiritual component to um, you don't have to be praying. It's just you're 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 talking about God it's like it's like in Deuteronomy when they talk about put it on your forehead and you talk about it while you're walking when you go to bed and when you go to sleep when you wake up and that's just it just becomes a natural part of your everyday life with your family you're you're talking to your kids and and you're making sure that you're giving them godly advice and guidance and And so it becomes so much more than just checking a box and saying, oh, we read our devotion together. We do a devotion. You know, I hear people say that a lot, too. They're like, Mm -hmm. well, we do a devotion together. Mm -hmm. Well, how's that working out for Mm -hmm. you? You know, I mean, if if that's, if it's doing something good in your marriage, awesome. But a lot of times it's just, we're just checking a box Mm -hmm. so we can say that we invited God in. Mm -hmm. But -hmm. it's just reading pieces of paper.
0: Yeah. Well, and when you're inviting Jesus into your marriage, you're not inviting him in so that he can do something. Yeah. You're inviting him in. So you get him. Mm. And, and that's the, like, that's the hard part is it would be easy to invite him in. If you know, he's going to change something dramatically for the better, which I think he 100% can and will. But, we're inviting he, him in knowing that even if the circumstances don't change, we're closer to his heart. Mm, that's good. And we're closer to to him and to in in stepping in that obedience um, that he is calling us to we get him. Mm-hmm. And that's the very best um, the very best that we can do. So can he change your marriage? Absolutely is inviting he, him in, vital to that change absolutely but knowing that even if the circumstances don't change he's enough
1: Mm. i think too that if you know another thing that was thrown out and mentioned to us, uh, is just how schedules are so different. You mm-hmm. got people that go to bed at different times and people that wake up early and some people that just can't drag themselves out of bed. Mm-hmm. And so it's I don't like know anybody like that. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about that for a while, didn't we? Um, but even a couple that we were meeting with this, this morning, like one of them is very quiet and doesn't open up. Mm-hmm. And so, like how do you make that work when you're trying to grow together spiritually well one one of the couples in our small group tonight said well we like to read the same book we mm-hmm. both have a copy of the book yep. we're constantly taking notes and writing in it and uh, the book that they mentioned was love and respect mm-hmm. so a lot of people that are listening may have heard of some heard of that it's a pretty mm-hmm. popular. Uh, marriage book but they said they both listen to or both read it separately mm-hmm. and then they talk about what they mm-hmm. learned and they even said that they were going to trade copies of the book so this that they could, yeah this year because <laughs> uh-huh. they read it every year uh-huh. so that they could see the notes that the other one wrote yep. and I just mm-hmm. thought that was really cool mm-hmm. um but I do I think that if you're not comfortable opening up and you're just not naturally like that I mean that's something that you can even do throughout the day by text mm-hmm. like hey did you see this you know this was the part I was reading today and this is how there's just I'm, I mean I'm trying to say
0: there's no excuse there's no excuse <laughs> that's exactly there, what yeah, I want to say yeah. because there's just make it work there's way you.
1: yes and I've shared this before and probably shared it on here before but I love when Craig Rochelle one of our favorite preachers he mentioned that. You know, when he first got married, like his wife was really into doing these really in depth Bible studies like mm-hmm. like the K Arthur or the Bethmores or you know, that type of thing. And he and was she like she loved him and it worked for her. Yes, and he was like, I can't do th- I can't do that mm-hmm. and he said, but his both of their belief was that well, if we're gonna, you know, have a spiritual connection and mm-hmm. relationship together, this is what we gotta do together. Mm-hmm. And he said that finally through the years, they learned that, you know, she loves that kind of stuff. And for him, he was leading the family not by doing a Beth Moore or K. Arthur Bible study. Mm -hmm. He was leading his family because he was living his everyday life, pointing them to Jesus, making sure that they were going to church, talking to his children about godly things and making decisions based on what Jesus wants you to do, all of that, like we've already talked about. And when his wife finally got to a point where she was able to go, man, he's the leader and the spiritual leader, not because he's doing a Bible study with me, right? but, you know, he's, he's growing and then leading our family. Right. So there's just so many different areas and aspects and things. And to be real honest, like, um, I mean, we opened up with with a couple today and talked about how we're so different, um, Heather and I. And, like, for me, I grow closer to her spiritually when I see her engaged in the Word. She loves the more in-depth stuff. She can lay in her bed on a Saturday morning and spend two hours doing a Bible study and not a chance that, mm-hmm. that I could do that <laughs> not a chance <laughs> but when I see her doing that like I know that she's connected to the vine and I know that she's that she's working hard on her own spiritual life and that makes that brings me joy but then at the same time for me like to sit and read much more than you know one passage of scripture of scripture or one devotion out of this marriage devotion book or something like that. Um, like I don't, that's not connection right. for me. And I, I'm i a runner. And so I go and I run 30 to 45 minutes every morning. And when I do, I spend that entire time just talking to God and listening to God and connecting with God. And I'm usually you know, on trails and I'm just in, in my spot. And so we're very different and it's fine. We don't have to make each other become something that we're, that we're not. And, you know, if there ever becomes a point where one of us is falling in that area or we, we're not, you know, we're, we're struggling in our spiritual life, then it's okay for one, for the other to jump in and say, Hey, let's try this, Mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, and if you're being open and honest with each other, you can admit, Hey, I'm kind of in a rough spot right now. Like I'm just in a rut. Like, Mm -hmm. can you help me out of it? And then that's Mm -hmm. when you start bringing in some of these other tools that you may not be used to using. You just want to give it a, give it a try and try to jump start into something else. So, Oh, my goodness! That was just, a
0: lot of information,
1: <laughs> and well, what
0: i and the reason why it's hard is because everybody is so different, yeah, I mean, like we can't speak into the hundreds of ways that people feel close to God and how um and how their relationship should go with him. Right. And so you just have to te- you have to be like God, what is it that you have for me and what is it that you have for our marriage? Mm-hmm. What are you asking me to do? Yeah. But that starts with saying get in my boat and tell me to go into deep water, tell me to go in- mm-hmm. tell me where to go and I'm listening to your voice and I want to be obedient to that.
1: Yeah. It's an invitation. Like we said, it's an invitation. You're inviting Jesus in saying, Jesus, I want you to be in charge of my marriage. I want to welcome you into every part of it. And even if you're saying, as I'm welcoming you, I have no idea what that means. And I have no idea what to do. And God will begin to reveal those things. And if you just need, all right, the first step is to make sure our family gets to church this Sunday. That's right. Do it, you know. And if it's, hey, we're going to pray together at the dinner table. Then you're going to do that. There's, you just take the steps in obedience and saying, I'm inviting you in, Jesus. Now you grow this thing. Right. And he wants to. That's the great thing. Like you're not inviting. You know, sometimes you get invited to something you don't want to be at. Mm-hmm. That's not the way it is with Jesus. If you're inviting him into your marriage, he's thrilled because that's mm-hmm. where he wants to be. And that's what he wants to do where he wants to do his work. So yep. invite him in. All right. Once again, we've gone long because we just... Love sure to talk so about marriage <laughs> um, and Jesus <laughs> and Jesus. All right, he's my favorite. <laughs> That's right. All right, we enjoyed our time together, and we will see you guys next week.